And we're back. Welcome to the swineweb.com. How can I help the producer podcast? I'm your host, Jim Eady. Today, I welcome back Randall Schwarzentruber, the co-founder and CEO of Bin Century, who's an astute and innovative ag tech leader. Welcome back to the podcast, Randall. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, it's early in 2022. How was your New Year's? Any highlights? Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was a little bit smaller this year uh, than usual, obviously, because of all of the excitement going on in the world. But uh, it was enjoyable. We always shut down the Bin Century offices for about a week between Christmas and New Year's, which gives everyone a little bit of time to just relax with the family and play board games and do whatever Christmassy type things that uh, families like to get up to. And for us, that's kind of just relaxing and uh, having fun. So it was good. How about you? Yeah, same, a little bit of time with family and then hiked some crown land and, and saw some waterfalls. So, And the last time we talked, uh, we discussed feed supply chain automation and how the recent launch of your new 3D feed monitoring sensor would help feed mills, producers, also nutritionists to make smarter decisions and operate more efficiently. Today, Bin Sentry takes another step forward, this time from precision farming towards Agriculture 4.0. So Randall, before digging into Agriculture 4.0, I want to congratulate Bin Sentry on the recent launch of the Bin Sentry Horizon and Bin Sentry Census. Can you tell us more about it and how they can come hand in hand with Bin Sentry's centralized feed order ordering automation platform? Absolutely. Um, so Bin Century Census and Bin Century Horizon, uh, which we launched just recently uh, near the start of December, was sort of uh, the culmination of probably about a, a year's worth of learning. Uh, as, as we met and worked closely with our customers, we began to realize that uh, the product which uh, most of our earliest customers uh, wanted from Bin Century, uh, we recognized over time that that product wasn't in fact complete. Um, and it turns out what our customers needed is not just a sensor. They needed a, a platform to exist behind that sensor to enable them to utilize the data more effectively. And I think we got into this a little bit uh, in our last conversation as well, but uh, it, it kind of comes back to the sort of core concepts of what IoT technology should actually be. Um, Internet of Things is a really, really fantastic uh, concept and it's it's beginning to revolutionize industry all around the world but if all you're doing is actually building internet connected sensors uh, that are kind of generating data and you're not actually enabling your users of that technology to use the data effectively then you're kind of doing uh, a disservice to your customers you're not really solving the problem instead what's happening is you're just uh, moving the the point at which the customer experiences a challenge uh, and so in the case of uh, Bin Century, it was fantastic that we were able to build, you know, um, one of the world's most compact and cost-effective feed bin monitoring sensors. Um, but without helping our customers to actually utilize the data coming from those sensors effectively, we weren't really solving the whole problem. We were just moving the problem from the farm at the bin where someone was previously pounding on the side of a feed bin with a mallet. Uh, to the desk of someone at a mill who's now getting you know thousands of data points uh, coming to them. It's sort of akin to this sort of problem that we've probably all experienced before where um, 
you can imagine if you're in the middle of a city and you're hungry and you're looking for a place to eat. So you pull up Google Maps and you search for, you know, places to eat. You're going to get map markers all over the place. And that's not really going to help you uh, if, if you're looking for, say, a Mexican restaurant or something like that. What you need to do is you need to further filter the data and only have it highlight the things that you actually care about. Um, and so we need to do something similar with Century. Uh, we needed to be able to have a software that was intelligent enough to understand what the important pieces of data coming in from all of the feed bins was, uh, and then helping our customers to um, act in a way that um, achieves greater efficiency. And so um, by asking a user to filter through all of the thousands of data points coming in on a daily basis from their feed bins and make intelligent decisions from that, that's a really big task. Um, whereas a software can actually do that more effectively. Uh, and this is when we realized that um, what Bin Sentry needed to build was something that was more fully featured than just a sensor. It needed to be a fully built out software platform as well, which enabled our customers to do that thing, which I just described, which is interact with the data in a way that's more intelligent and that helps them to know what the right decisions to make actually are. And it was out of this realization um, that we began to develop BinCentury Horizon. Um, so BinCentury Census is basically our sensor. Um, as you know from our last conversation, we just recently launched a, a really, really amazing 3D sensor, which now enables us to actually see inside of the feed bin, literally taking photographs and then converting the information that we're taking from inside of that feed bin into a 3D map, um, ultimately delivering you know, the greatest level of efficiency possible from inside of that, or sorry, the greatest level of accuracy possible from inside of that feed bin. Uh, and now we're able to send that information into our feed ordering automation platform, which is what we call Bin Century Horizon. So the data comes from Census, our 3D sensor, and it goes into our feed ordering automation platform. And within that feed ordering automation platform called Bin Century Horizons, we provide our users the tools to act more intelligently and efficiently, uh, helping them to manage those tasks that the data coming from our sensors enables them to manage more effectively. Um, so that would enable you to sort of see to the horizon and be able to plan effectively as you're sort of observing, you know, the, the challenges that are coming your way. Um, so, yeah, this is this is something that we are really excited about uh, as we've rolled it out to our customers. They've also been really, really excited um, to be able to interact with this. Uh, again, the goal is really to kind of um, enable our customers to more effectively manage all of their tasks uh, around feed ordering and, and hopefully become the single source of truth for, for feed ordering within a feed mill. Um, that's where we're starting. Uh, long term, we'd like to sort of go even broader with the areas within a feed mill uh, that we hope to help them out with. But for now, that's kind of what we're focusing on is feed ordering automation uh, and all of the tasks and communications uh, that are adjacent to performing that task, eff task effectively. Continued key definition for technology, which is going to help producers. Randall, it's also well known that today we're in the middle of another agriculture revolution, agriculture 4.0, also known as smart or digital agriculture. 
What's the role Bin Century plays in this evolution? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it comes down to a lot of what I just talked about. Um, industry, the Industry 4.0 revolution really is about um, gaining better information and better data, and then utilizing that data effectively to implement um, productivity improvements inside an organization. And oftentimes that's paired with a couple of different technologies, um, sensor technology, so that you can gather real world data from you know, the pieces of equipment that you're needing to monitor in order to improve your operations. Uh, and then it's also paired with, you know, obviously that those sensors are generating big data. And then on the other end of that big data is machine learning and artificial intelligence. And so it kind of combines all of those things together to, to ultimately put better insights in front of the people that are required to make decisions within your organization. And those decisions could be, you know, how much, how big of an order do we need to produce in the case of a feed mill? What product type should we send and when? Uh, how should we route the trucks to those farms that are requiring orders? And when do I need to order the raw materials to ensure that I have the ability to manufacture uh, all of the volume of feed orders that are going to be coming up over the next couple of days? And so that's what we're trying to help our customers do is, is perform those tasks more effectively. Now, as I said, we're focusing on, you know, tasks that are adjacent to feed ordering right now in the mill. And we're, we're trying to amalgamate a lot, a lot of different manual processes and procedures into one central software uh, in order to solve that problem. So as an example, um, if you're someone staffing an order desk at a mill, you might need to call your customers, you know, one or two times to confirm when to deliver feed and how much is inside of their bin. And then you're tracking that information in various methods uh, or using various tools rather. You know, in some cases it's, it's a little post-it note on a computer monitor. In some cases it's entering information into an Excel spreadsheet. But in almost every case at most customer mills that we work with, there's multiple different systems um, that all require manual inputs, none of which really talk to each other. And so uh, it becomes a really difficult task um, managing the flow of information from one piece of software uh, to a, you know, another manual document to another person uh, and then tracking all of the information that you might have just learned from your farmer customer about how much is in their bin and in another secondary system. So we're trying to resolve all of those um, areas where you would be doing manual work into one singular software, where all of that work, all of that communication can be done within our software. Uh, notifications are sent out to the farmers that they can then respond to and confirm an order date, confirm order quantities, um, et cetera. Our sensor is feeding into that mix uh, more accurate data so that at all times, you know exactly how much is inside of the bin. So trying to build smoother processes that have fewer moving parts um, is kind of the goal here and then have all of that be supplemented by higher quality information. Um, and that really is what the sort of industry 4.0 revolution is all about is using sensors, using artificial intelligence to ultimately make smarter decisions and to enable users to have to think about and manage fewer manual processes. 
Um, and so that's the direction that we're going with, with what we're building. I think that's the role that we play. So again, we're, we're focusing on feed ordering right now, but within a feed mill, there's tons and tons of really difficult challenges. One of the other ones that sort of comes to mind off the top of my head is um, the challenge of, of effectively routing your trucks to farms. When you have trucks that can carry, you know, potentially up to 12 different customer orders in the back of them, um, routing those trucks effectively to 12 different farms uh, at the right time is a really difficult challenge. Um, and so if we can now see to the horizon like we talked about and know exactly when every bin is going to be empty and what feed type it requires in the bin and when, we can now start to build those routes automatically for our customers, uh, taking into consideration all of the different variables that you know a human right now needs to be aware of as they're planning a route. Uh, and we can just search for the best routes uh, of all of the millions of options. We can have a computer cycle through those millions of options and search for the best combinations of, of routes that you could send trucks on with you know the orders that make the most amount of sense uh, and again the goal there would be to reduce the total number of kilometers traveled uh, per truck per year um, so you can start to see how having access to better information uh, and being able to feed that information into computer algorithms that can process that data you know infinitely faster than what a human can uh, can begin to open up opportunities for increased cost savings at many of our customers' organizations. So these are, you know, some of the areas that we intend to, to look at and grow into over time, uh, continuing to build sensors to enable us to gather more data uh, and then build algorithms to filter that data more effectively so that we can be putting better insights in front of our users. There's a lot of discussion about the intelligent use of analysis on data. How does Bin Sentry help manage this data and generate major cost savings? Yeah, uh, it, it kind of comes down to a lot of what I was just talking about. It's, it's building algorithms ultimately that are able to um, take in all of the variables and then um, infer from that information um, the best possible outcomes that are likely to deliver cost savings. Um, so to explain this one, I think perhaps it, you know, it might be best to kind of think about uh, a mill that is required to be buying raw materials to ensure that they're able to produce uh, feed with you know, the nutritional value that's required, but still at, you know, uh, at a price point that preserves their margins. Um, so in order to do that, Ideally, what you'd like to have is a bit of a window there to be making sure that you have an opportunity to be purchasing those raw materials at a price point that makes sense. Uh, and so if you can kind of watch the markets for a couple of days and, and watch for fluctuations and then buy when, say, the price of corn, if that's what you need, is as low as it's going to be, um, that's obviously preferable uh, to the other option, which is having to constantly be reactive at your mill and never having the ability to purchase the raw materials or the commodities at the best price. So if we can be looking at all of the say hundreds or thousands of feed bins that a feed mill services, and we can then you know determine using our smart algorithms when those bins are going to be empty and what product type or formulation is likely to go into those bins, we can actually begin to build uh, 
a, a sort of demand list for what kind of commodities um, you're going to need and when uh, and in what volumes. So if we can tell our customers that uh, well in advance of actually needing those commodities to be on hand at mill, we begin to give them opportunities to be purchasing those commodities in advance at the best prices possible. Um, or at least we give them the flexibility to make decisions on purchasing um, so that they can ultimately make sure they have the right quantities on hand at their mill and they can procure those quantities uh, or those um, commodities at the best price possible. So if we can take this data and, and process this information effectively and run it through algorithms that are able to determine how much of each commodity we need, we're giving our users access to information that previously would have been incredibly difficult to compile. Um, and the thing that ultimately is enabling that is sensors, data, uh, and, and machine learning algorithms or artificial intelligence that can kind of filter that data and then just spit out the other end of that process you know, pieces of information that now have been fully processed and for, are ready to be used by the end user. And that's our goal. What challenges do you think feed mills will face in the future and how can they better prepare? Yeah, well, um, there's probably a multitude of challenges um, that I, I think feed mills are likely to encounter in the future. And some of those obviously are just a, a direct result of what we're dealing with right now in the world, um, which is COVID. You know, so I think labor shortages is one major concern of a lot of our customers, um, not just on the mill side, but on the uh, transportation side as well, where, where, you know, it's becoming increasingly difficult to find drivers to staff your trucks. And, uh, and now, I mean, just in Ontario this past week, they sort of announced that um, employers should expect to see, you know, 20 to 30 percent um, rates of employees um, being off of work, which is crazy to think about. And if something like that happens, obviously you want your processes and procedures at your mill to be as resistant to those types of challenges as possible. And so what I think um, one of the really good solutions that you know customers or mills can be looking at for the future is figuring out how to automate as many of those tasks as possible um, and making sure that you insulate those tasks from challenges related to not having people there. So the more processing of information or gathering of information that you can do automatically, um, the more the more insulated you are against that risk. So I think that could be one of the challenges is is labor shortages in the short term. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we're able to emerge from uh, the pandemic um, relatively soon. And, and maybe that is no longer as big of an issue in the future. Um, but I think one of the things that is definitively true is that um, we are seeing a bit of a paradigm shift happening here where for the first time really ever feed ordering automation is within you know a feed mills grasp and those mills that recognize um, the value of these types of technologies and begin to adopt them are naturally going to be able to be more profitable and more efficient uh, and this is just going to create, you know, the same scenario that we've seen happen in many other industries all throughout history, which is, you know, as some of those organizations adopt these new technologies and then reap the benefits that these new technologies deliver to their mill, they're, they're going to be more competitive um, just by default. Um, they're going to be more profitable and more efficient. And, and that's just going to, you know, create some, some other challenges for those mills that perhaps are on, 
you know, the, the later edge of adoption. Um, so I think, you know, labor shortages uh, is going to be one thing. Um, I think continuing to be competitive as early adopters do in fact adopt these technologies is going to pose some problems uh, for other companies who are typically, you know, later to the game with respect to adoption of technology. I think one other thing that, you know, a lot of our customers that are, are the, one other thing that a lot of our customers are struggling with right now is just the volatility in the commodities market, which again, I think um, speaks to the necessity of having the best information at, at your disposal as you possibly can. Um, and so that's that's really one of the goals of Bin Century is, is helping our customers to be able to forecast demand uh, and and determine you know when they're going to need what commodities and when. Um, so if if mills are able to again um, you know mitigate against that potential risk, I think they're going to be very well positioned to grow into the future. Uh, but I think these are some of the challenges that that mills and vertically integrated livestock producers are going to face moving into the future. I think. The good news here is that, um, you know, innovation so many times throughout history has proven to be the solution to some of these challenges. Like today we look at this and we're like, man, how are we ever going to solve these problems? And I would say that I think innovation is key. Uh, making sure you're aware of what technological options exist to mitigate against risk uh, and then earnestly evaluating. Um, you know, the the benefit of adopting those technologies, that's going to be the thing that's going to enable companies to successfully navigate uh, what may be what is a challenging time right now and what may continue to be challenging times uh, into the future as well. So again, just summarizing, there, there is a solution and that's good news. I don't think customers um, need to be worried about the future so long as, you know, there are companies out there like Bin Century that continue to innovate and find creative solutions for some of the challenges facing mills today. What's next for Bin Sentry? Well, so we're still very, very focused on launching Horizon and Census successfully. We're building a product advisory team, which is consisting of some really, really influential uh, vertically integrated livestock producers in the USA to help us uh, make sure that we are building the technology properly. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw or not, Jim, but we actually just welcomed um, Dennis Organ, the former CEO, to uh, Bin Century's board of directors as well, who, who he has been phenomenal uh, in helping us to really understand and, and navigate the industry and, and know how to build our product as well. Um, so that's been really, really great. But I think right now we're focused on, on making sure we're building the best product possible that, that does, in fact, deliver legitimate value to our users. And we want to get that right where feed ordering is, is concerned to start with. But I think um, probably within, you know, the next 12 to 18 months, you're probably going to see us starting to branch out into some other challenges across the feed supply chain as well. And making sure that we're equipping our users to, to be navigating some of those other challenges like biosecurity and uh, feed traceability. And, you know, as I said, raw materials procurement, those are some of the other challenges that we have our eyes set on. So ultimately helping helping mills to to work towards greater automation, that's, a, that's our goal. And there's tons and tons of opportunities there. But um, our hope is that, you know, our very own customers will guide us in the direction uh, that's going to be of the most value. Uh, and so far, we've got some really, really good partners signed up to, to help us out with that. So we're really excited about the future. 
Yeah, we did receive the press release December 16th with Dennis uh, joining Bin Century, and it's on our Ag Tech page on SwineWeb. Awesome. So as always, Randall, it's been a pleasure to host you. We really appreciate you joining us today, and we look forward to continuing to see Bin Century flourish in the Agriculture 4.0 evolution. Thanks, Randall. Thanks so much, Jim. It's always a pleasure. And visit BinCentury.com for more information. Thank you.